I'm worried for I'm worried for our audience. Oh no. Oh. Why? Because last besties I talked about the merits of freezing bread. Oh, okay. But I don't think I don't think I ended it because I feel like I'm worried that people are just eating frozen bread. Was there a bit I don't really want to talk about frozen bread. Too I never in thought in a row. we've never had a part two to a cold open. If gun to my head, I wouldn't have thought it'd be that one. You know, <laughs> I'm just worried. I mean, I think there was yeah. a part two to the egg steam bit, which was true. That was a true story. Yeah, that wasn't a bit. That was your life. Just <laughs> which to- is a bit in a I'll, sense. I'm just saying, toast the bread. Don't eat it. Don't eat it frozen. That's was, gonna hurt. Was this a problem? Were you getting complaints? I, people were concerned on on social. They were yeah. they had uh, further questions. They th- they had frozen the bread and they didn't know what step two was. They just started mashing it into their <laughs> eat hole. <laughs> yeah, nothing happened. Also, make sure it's sliced. If it's if you freeze bread and it's unsliced, it's just going to be one big block of bread. That's a problem. See, I think that makes for easier slicing, though. Maybe if you, you can't, can't slice that just sounds like a bread. choke tablet. Like yeah. you're gonna put that in your mouth and you're gonna that's gonna be the end of it. People are gonna say, How did how did they go? And they said, Well, they put a cold an slice of the into the eat hole because a <laughs> video games guy told them to do it. My daughter Charlie eats a piece of toast for breakfast every day and I made the mistake of I was feeling a little bit feeling a little bit generous, feeling a little bit sweet, and wanna be like, ah, oh, how about this? I'm gonna melt a little ghee, a little clarified butter. Oh my. Whoa. And she ate it, and she was like, this is fucking outrageous. Uh-oh. Why have you not been doing it like this the whole time? Uh-oh. So now every morning, this this human wakes up and is like, I'll, I'll have toast with clarified butter, please. <laughs> like, absolutely not. <laughs> you'll get the I can't believe it's not butter spray, just like every other morning. Yeah, you'll really- get the frozen choke stick. <laughs> Uncle Russ says it's better for you to eat the frozen wheat loaf. My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best games of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I wouldn't go that far, but I did play a few video games this week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, I have so many games to talk about with you this week. My name is Russ Rushing, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the Besties, which is a video game club that just by listening to you are a member. We talk about everything in the world of interactive entertainment, be it business religion, hirings, firings, the Mm -hmm. latest scoops. But today we're going to look at video games specifically, uh, a bunch of great new ones that have been released. Too many to talk about, but not quite big enough to merit their own episode. So we just got a bevy of uh, sumptuous video game treats for you to enjoy. Normally I'd ask Chris Plant but uh, uh, more on the topic, but if Chris Plant needs to explain the idea of variety to you, you are more lost than I thought. No, no, I want to hear Chris Plant explain the uh, concept of variety to me. You know, like a smorgasbord. Like a smorgasbord. Thank you. And that right after this break, and we'll talk all about them. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com 
slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Should we start with the game that we mentioned that we were going to play and did play? Yeah. Yeah, I played yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's it's Sonic Frontiers. I... How scared are you guys to talk about Sonic Frontiers? I'm 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 good because I am a hardcore Sonic fan and I live in a hardcore Sonic fan household. Okay, cool. So I'm coming from a place of honesty, and if people have trouble with that, you know, it's not like I don't have my bona fides, you know. Yeah, yeah you know how Barbie lives in a Barbie world. Yeah. Chris Plant lives in a Sonic world. Okay, it's true. My my kid dressed up as Sonic. You know, like. mine did. Mine did as well. We we both. No, I mean to... every day my kid dressed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay. I I don't know how much we need to set up Sonic Frontiers. Is a very open, much you open... need to set up Sonic Frontiers. Oh, there is yeah. no reason to assume Sonic fluency. Okay, fair. <laughs> this is the open world Sonic game. It's like if uh, Sonic Team played Breath of the Wild a couple times and then was like. But why not? Why why not Sonic do this? And but so took they, an Ambien before they did. But they took six or seven Ambien, uh, and then they get, got sat down at their laptops, and they're like, "All right, guys, let's let's uh, punch up the graphics on level three. Um, let's just wing it." Is what they wing. said. We're uh, just gonna wing it. It is an open world 3D Sonic game. Uh, and except when it isn't. Except when it's not. <laughs> there are levels that you dive into uh, to get vault keys to get chaos emeralds uh and those are played more like traditional uh sonic levels sometimes side scrolling sometimes not they are this this game really they are they're just doing everything they're just doing all the all the stuff all at once or trying to rather uh and a lot of it doesn't work at all and some of it does kind of work which is more frustrating to me and then yeah. sometimes it is genuinely fun to kind of just turn your brain off and play Sonic the Hedgehog. I, okay, I'm not a big Sonic guy. I haven't played a lot of the games. Uh, so I'm not like, I don't have I don't have a big stake in this. I do like the Sonic movies. Sure. That's that one thing. I don't know. Um, yeah. I gotta say, though, I was kind of charmed by the open world segments of this. I feel like there are like, it, it's not gelling super great, but they're like really interesting building blocks in the way that they have Sonic fighting enemies in this game that feel a little bit more akin to the way you see Sonic in the movies where he's using super speed in a lot of different ways, not mm. just like, it's a really interesting, like, like for example, there's a, you can hold the Y button and run in a circle and it's sort of like a damaging circle and you can use the circle to like find uh, hidden stuff and things like that. And that feels cool. It feels cool to like, if you got a big enemy to like run a circle around them um, to- Kind of like Tron. Yeah. You're like creating like a little like, I don't know. A Siloop. Uh, wall. It's, it's, yeah, it's, sure. It's a yeah. It's, it's a good a, name. We can Siloop. call it Siloop. I, and you see Sonic, when he attacks people, he'll like combo attacks with his fist, not just like keep doing that dumb bounce over and over into them again. Um and even like the uh the kind of like finding lines in the open world that like can get you to uh more rewards and power ups it feel it feels to me as somebody who's not uh, again not super invested like this is like a really promising alpha for a direction that if they wanted to like put the time and money into it could yes. be like a really cool yeah. sonic experience I I am not surprised that you are the person who kind of likes it because I figured it would be you and me. As people who love the the little bitty puppies with the little broken legs, this is this is definitely in that zone of game. Here's okay. Here's kind of give you like my my Sonic spiel, yeah. what I think makes a good Sonic game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think the trouble with Sonic is really there are like two games in every Sonic. And they are, like, inherently in conflict. One is the game about, like, movement, and it's super forgiving, and it's really loose and really fast, and it's like, wow, what if you just ran through a roller coaster or a skate park, and you could do anything? And the game is, like, about expression of movement, right? It's just watching Sonic go across the screen as fast as humanly possible, doing loop-to-loops and jumping through the air. But and relatively, I, I would add, and tell me if you think this is incorrect, relatively limited interaction during that process like most of it is just like watching 
relatively, especially in the older games. Yeah. And the reason that I've always assumed that they don't do this for the entire game is it would be really expensive to make this back in like 2D days. Totally. Because you can make like one level like this. And then it's like, oh, wow, that took a ton of effort and people beat it in 20 seconds. Yeah. Right. So there's that. Then the other half is the like platforming games, which are unforgiving. You like hit brick walls, which kill your momentum. Then you have to rebuild momentum. You have to memorize levels effectively if you want to have fun, which stinks. Yeah. And um, whether if it's like 2D, you're worrying about what's in front of you because you can't see it. And if it's in 3D, you're just worrying about like managing the camera. Yeah. So, right. Those two things that are like opposed with each other. So if you think about good versions of this, because there are good ways to do this, I think Neon White, which we played earlier Ooh, this yeah. year, uh, yeah. is like a good idea of how you could do this. I think things like Steep and SSX, other good examples. But then if you want to go the platform route, Mario's just like, Mario's right there. And like, he's not going to beat Mario. Yeah. So I, I think the trouble with Sonic is like, it's, it needs to go, in my opinion, fully into the movement area. Or, like, hire better people to split the difference. Not better people, that's mean. I, I, more. <laughs> uh, yeah, more I mean, more time. I, maybe, you know, like, new leadership. Because there are games like, um, I think of, like, Joe Dynamite and Action Hank. Yeah. I think those are games the, that we, kind we of... Could say, this, is, this is the thing I keep coming back to in playing this game. First of all, I want to say this is, yeah. this is the most I have enjoyed a Sonic game in, in a very long time, despite the fact that I, did, like, didn't love it. Uh, I, I think that the, the open world stuff, you're right, is fun and beats the snot out of the non-open world stuff where it is about like, uh, there, there are different missions in each, uh, or different sort of uh, ob mission objectives in each of like the little uh, platforming levels that you do and like trying to chase those down is kind of fun, but it is not fun to run around in a th 3D space where it, it you're going too fast for it to feel very good, and they haven't really ever, ever, ever figured that out. The side-scrolling levels... And the, side, the tech can't hold up And the tech it. can't like, hold up. You mentioned Neon White. Like, that game was thrilling. It, yeah. was, it was fast in a way that was thrilling. This game doesn't even approach that. And then you talk about those side-scrolling games like Action Hank and all those, like, all about flow. Uh, I mean, arguably, like, Ali Ali World. Yeah, sure. Even something like, you know, you step outside the platformer genre, games about games like Hyper Light Drifter and Katana Zero and Hotline Miami. Like, yeah. those are games about being fast and, and, and getting this, like, visceral thrill out of it. Sonic can't fucking do that in this way and, and and it drives me crazy that they keep trying to make this game when sonic mania was the best one so far because it was like the only context in which this fast spiked child works uh and i thought open world would be better for this right like i thought not that i think every game should go open world but i thought having all of this space and freedom to move like you think of games like Crackdown, right, that are really built on open worlds with, like, momentum. Or, again, any racing game that's downhill. Like, I thought it would do that. But here's why I'm worried about this ever being good is they still do the most annoying thing in a Sonic game that is so antithetical to the joy of a Sonic game, which is you are zipping through and the first half hour of the game. You're having so much fun. And then out of nowhere, you hit a jump pad that throws you backwards. And yeah. it's like, ha-ha, do it again. And <laughs> I don't want to do it again. <laughs> fuck. Like, why why put a thing in the game that exists there just to annoy the player? And that is that's the worst thing about Sonic games. And I and I see it with my my kid who loves them. Having a game that's for kids where there is literally a design element that exists for no reason except to be irritating yeah. is a wild choice in the year 2022. Also, the open world stuff in this game falls apart pretty quickly whenever you hit an invisible wall yeah, or sure. a hologram that's like, you're not ready for this shit, bro. Or, or instant death water. It's, it's death. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I, there is some promising stuff in the open worldness of it. It doesn't. You can't hold it up to. I mean, guys, literally any open world game that has come out in the last five years, and say no, like you, they have got it figured out. It's. It feels much closer to like if like 
Glover had been the thing that set the tone for open, like for yeah. 3D games. And then they, people were just like, I don't know, this like this good enough level of quality is going to keep going for decades. And then the end point would be Sonic Frontiers. And I, I know that we're like being harsh on this game. I'm not as fun. <laughs> well, I, I I think it's fun too in some some ways, but like I feel like really disappointed. I was fresh can attest to this. I was like legitimately looking forward to this game. I couldn't wait to like finish up my Somerville review to play this game, and for it to be like this frustrating, disappointing has been like I don't know. It's been kind of a gut punch. It really feels like a half measure. It really feels like they got like they didn't have the confidence to just make this game and i just don't think they're gonna ever have the budget to make a like the game you're we're all talking about which is like a breath of the wild or even you know one step below that that. because i mean like there's other i mean here's what here's i don't know anything about making games i don't know anything about budgeting games i do know that if you didn't do all the bad parts then you could have put that money into good parts right (laughs) if you didn't do any (laughs) of the levels then there's definitely money and time there that you don't have to fool with anymore here's here's my uh, silver lining on this sonic games have always existed effectively for a modding community that makes as good if not better games yep and this game honestly playing it feels like somebody made modding tools and then like and th- this game itself is a modder's game. Like, it feels, even the look, where there's just grind rails all over the place, it looks like a, not like a AAA game. It looks like a fan it game. It looks like an yeah, upscaled but, PlayStation 2 game. Plant, you said yeah. it looked like an Unreal Engine, like, test lab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. they were just grabbing assets wherever they could. But, <laughs> but, 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 and this is the huge good news, is we know that this community makes awesome things, and We've already started to see like wild, wild shit um, with the modding community for this game. So I think like in a year, the stuff that people are going to make with this game or even just make this game better, which is what they've done with, I believe, Generations and Colors, which were already good games. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm just, yeah, I'm just. What if Sonic was green? What if Sonic was What green? if there was an Evangelion character in it, which is a real mod? Um, <laughs> let's let's yeah. Let's talk Let's, next next game. More games. Okay, I'm going to talk about a, a, a total shift in focus. We're going to talk about McPixel three. McPixel. Now wait, I missed McPixel. Everyone <sighs> might be asking at home for those that played the original McPixel. Where did McPixel two happen? When did it happen? When did it come out? It didn't come out. No, and in, in, in one of the truly bizarre coincidences, it is being released in basically the same week as Goat Simulator 3, which is doing the exact same gag. Yes, very strange coincidence, but ignore that. Don't worry. The, the TLDR, you don't have to stress that you missed one of the McPixel installments. Um, if you played the original, you'll probably feel pretty familiar, but uh, for people that didn't, McPixel is, imagine like a point-and-click adventure game on like hyperspeed uh instead of having like these slow like oh i'm gonna use the hook to you know click the thing and lift the box whatever and you spend like an hour trying to figure out a puzzle every mcpixel scene is basically 30 seconds long more or less and happens at absolute light speed and is just chock full of like basically physical comedy um i'll give you an example you're in a house and there's a fire that breaks out in the house and you can click the fire. You can click someone else on the other side of the fire and you can click a, um, like a water tank. And if you click the fire, I think you fall into the fire and just die instantly. If you click the guy, you kick the guy in the balls. And if you click the water tank, you just take a drink of water. (laughs) And the way to solve that problem is, you keep drinking water for the 30 seconds until you feel like you've had enough water and then you click the fire and then you pee on the fire and then the pee starts coming out so quickly that your entire house fills with pee and spurts out all of the windows and then you win the level. And that's the sol- successful. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like it, it is, it couldn't matter less when you get it, when you like solve it or don't. It like right. does it. it. The goal is not to like, how how cleverly can you? It's just like see the different things and 
Yeah, um, it's about seeing like how many gags essentially can you find within these scenarios? And there are like dozens and dozens of scenarios that are all extremely quick, but they are like surprisingly chock full of uh, variety and very unexpected moments. Like you really never know when you click something what exactly is going to happen. And it's, uh, that, that is really funny too if you're like, uh, trying to interact with something and then McPixel does the worst possible interact. Like, <laughs> like you want to help someone and he kicks him in the balls. <laughs> you want to, to, uh, uh, you have a fish and you click on the bowl, but instead of putting the fish in the bowl, he puts his whole head in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah, stupid. I was like, I remember there being a lot of crotch kicking in this game. I just Googled our review from Polygon and I wrote it. And the, the opening line is, McPixel is the crotch-kicking simulator of 2012. So I'm glad that after 10 years, my dude has not changed. Yeah, honestly, this just feels like they had more time and uh, energy. Well, it's Devolver to just, now, right? Well, it's published by Devolver, but it's the yeah, same it's developer. Mean, yeah. Sauce is the developer. Um, and uh, it just feels like they were just throwing in tons and tons of these scenes and like layering in like ridiculous like unlockables that you can find and there's a running gag with a guy named Steve like you need to find all the Steve gags i don't know why uh, i worry that like in describing it people might think this is like postal like that tone and no. it is so far from that this is more no you know it has like a monty python vibe to it mixed with like i don't know fucking gallagher rust in peace gallagher uh, it is... Or MacGruber. Or MacGruber. Well, certainly. So it's inspired... The idea is it's supposed to be inspired by MacGyver. So he's in these all these MacGyver scenes where he there's a bomb in front of him and he's supposed to disarm the bomb. And by the way he does that is by eating the bomb like it's a cake and then pooping out the bomb and then the bomb exploding in his toilet. It is... Yeah, it's fucking wild. Uh, I, I, there just aren't very many games that are like this. It's like a WarioWare kind of jammed up to a thousand. And so if you're looking for a game that's like genuinely funny, like I found myself vocally laughing, which almost never happens in video games, uh, bam, McPixel 3 is very, very good. Um, I would also just check out all of Sauce's games. Yeah. His website is sauce.gd, sos.gd. And I mean, just somebody who makes tons of really interesting stuff a lot of it not stuff that i think like really goes on sale i assume it's mostly on like itch um but yeah what a great game creator yeah very creative uh really doing stuff that no one else is doing anything else oh yeah there is something else uh <laughs> i i played somerville i think i'm almost finished with it um it is I, it's not terribly long and i know that you all talked about it on resty so i'm not going to do too big of a deep dive it's it's from the the some of the folks who made limbo and uh inside and only it's war of the worlds and it's that same sort of very contemplative puzzle solvey uh side scrolling kind of uh exploration adventure game uh, has did, Juice? Did you play? It? I knew you guys have played it because you. Talked I about had to chose between the two, and I got. Uh, I installed and started Pentiment instead. Mm. I uh, I like. I liked Inside. I don't think as much as everybody else did. I loved Limbo. Um, this this game has a pace and a uh, a vibe. The the vibe is amazing, and like all of the world building and stuff that they do of like you know the alien apocalypse uh is is very very neat it is it is just a it's just a bit too slow for me i don't know uh i, I realize that's not a very uh erudite <laughs> comment about <laughs> the game because it's not like it ain't that type of game um but you play as this dude who gets these kind of powers to change his environment using different kind of polarized colors and it none of the puzzles have been like particularly difficult and so it's been a lot of very slow trudging across a blighted wasteland until i reach a puzzle that's not very hard and then i you go, you keep on going like that uh and i can, i've been waiting for like something more to happen 
and you do unlock kind of a, a couple other powers other than the the one that you sort of start out with. But it it really is, I think, sort of a a tone tone piece, right? In the same way that Inside and Limbo was, but it's not a very fun one for me. I guess Little Nightmares is the other like analog, right? And I know you really like Little Nightmares. If I, I did, but that I mean that game was you know scary, and it was I think much gamier. Much like, gamier. This is, yeah, I, I like this game a lot, but it is it's like a playable movie. There's yeah. very minimal game here, and I mean there are puzzles. Griffin, where after the first half, even the puzzles like disappear. Um, for the most part, I think the game is much more interesting in the second half. But yeah, if you're not vibing with it, I do not. It, yeah, it's necessarily it, need to keep going. It, it, it's just yeah, there's just not that much that happens in it. Like they they, they hooked me. Like the world <laughs> and the 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 presentation of the game and everything they're going for. Like y'all got it. Like I'm 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 down. And I have played it longer than I think I I, I would have. Um, had had it not been for that hook of like, oh, I I gotta know like what is going on in this world. I have to know like, is is this uh dude gonna you know find his dog again? Like all of this stuff. Like that that's the hard part. You did that, and I'm into it. It's just the the just nothing fucking happens. Yeah, and I, I it's on Game Pass right now. I hope it gets added to PlayStation Plus whenever it goes on to that platform because it is the perfect like subscription service type of game it's only a few hours yeah and i think it is going to be a bit more divisive than limbo and inside like this and if you like it you know it's again like a movie you can kind of like start it and if it vibes vibes and if it doesn't i i think i might just watch like a YouTube video yeah. of the ending because it's it's uh I I don't have a lot of gaming time these days especially this last week we were on tour and uh this game does not run great on Steam Deck uh I had to I I tried playing it and then I stopped and played the rest on my PC um which is wild it doesn't seem particularly intensive but uh, yeah, and the weird thing is, it's much better on a TV too. Yeah, that was I played I played it through the first time on Steam Deck and. It's weird how for an indie game with like the very kind of um, not simple, low, yeah, low, I guess low poly sort of low poly vibe. look, it actually wants to be on a big TV. It, yeah. It's the aspect ratio is extremely wide. Yeah. Um, which, again, does not, There's your is pull not quote ideal for portable. For yeah, the box. Right. The aspect ratio is so well, wide. except that the wide aspect ratio really showcases how long this fucking walk from <laughs> right to left is going to be uh, through this forest, and sometimes you have to stop because a purple ray tries to disintegrate. It's it's yeah. Uh, I was disappointed. I thought it was going to be hot shit because uh, I love this this, com- this these developers' lineage, but. Um not, not, um, not if people me. want to read the review, I, this is the rare time I did a review at Polygon, so I'll make sure to link that on Twitter.com. Um, the perfect place to put all your important content. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll definitely be safe there. Uh, I played uh, Pentiment, which so far is the most stridently boring game I've ever played, and I'm kind of fascinated by that. <laughs> it's unwillingness to be captivating in, in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> And I will continue to play it because a lot of people really liked it. I know it's there. I'm like impressed the scope and scale of yeah. like nothing interesting in it whatsoever. This is so cool. Yeah. Uh yeah, I've played like 30 minutes of Pit of it. And it, it, my is am I being unfair? It <laughs> no, it's like, like, it's like the most vegetable ass vegetable. It's raw broccoli. They didn't even saute it. The for reviews you. were so positive that I know. I am that's why I know sure. I know this is in I'm no way. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I this feels like the game that I'm gonna be the asshole who just will not stop talking it's, about dude, it. It feels like a dare. It really feels like oh really? There's like no voiceover and it all okay. Uh, seriously, it's uh, just a, it's all voiceover. It's set in Bavaria in the 16th century. Oh man! All, all the drawings look like uh, like uh, uh, it's like medieval uh, art. Medieval style. art illuminations would 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 block printing. Marginalia. Back. I don't even know it. If I knew enough about this game to talk about it well, yeah. I would probably be interested. Not by smart it. enough. Not me and Juice ain't smart enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm gonna finish the whole fucking thing. <laughs> Guaranteed. 
Because I don't like myself very much sometimes. (laughs) I just did a bit where you have to choose like your city of origin. And it's like, are you thrilling? I can't wait to get there. That sounds really captivating. I mean, it's pretty early on. And then it's like, wow, do I want to be from Flanders where I will be able to speak a little bit of Dutch and recognize some of the cultural touchstones from Flanders? And it's like, (laughs) wow, move aside, Elden Ring. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Buttman69 here. I've got a new build for. Pentiment, you want to go with the this Flanders one's broken, route, guys? This one's broken. This one's broken. Go with Flanders, and then when people say Flanders shit, you're gonna totally get it. You'll have the gold camo quill within a day. Okay. I can't. I, this we'll no circle way. back on Pentiment yeah, because it also yes, seems absolutely. like the most interesting game of the year. But it's fucking yeah. It's 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 books level boring right. at the start. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back and talk about more video games. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So the Game of the Ward nominees uh, were released. It's wild to think that we are at a place where that is worth considering, but I think that these awards have 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 earned it by continuing to be classier and better every year. They still, you know, don't seem to care a lot about the actual awards parts, but I think it's an interesting uh, touch point. So I'd like, here's what I want to go, go through. I want to go through this list real quick, and you guys just tell me yes or no if it's right or wrong. Okay, sure. Okay, this is, we're gonna start with. Oh man, they have so many categories. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to narrow down some of these categories yeah. because it's gonna be too much. Best, e- I mean, I'll delete all esports. Um, best adaptation. I don't know if you watched. It's Sonic the Hedgehog two, the movie, obviously. Yeah, that movie rules. <laughs> that movie rules. So fucking good. Best multiplayer. We. Oh man, I, no, Call of Duty Modern Warfare two, <laughs> Multiverses, Overwatch two, Splatoon three, 
Teenage Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. That last one seems a little wild, but. That's what I would have picked. Yeah, me, me too. Best family. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, my a, family's pretty good. I don't know about you. I love, yeah, my family kicks ass. No, no, no. Your family good year, sucks. Good my year for family games. I got to say, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, Skywalker Saga, Mario and Rabbid, uh, Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, Splatoon 3. I mean, it's Kirby by far. Yeah. By a pretty a, huge mark. As a family game, yes, definitely. Okay, yeah. best role playing Elden Ring, Live a Live, Live a Live. Live 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 Pokemon Legends are are Triangle Strategy Xenoblade Chronicles three. Yeah, oh, that's gonna be Elden Ring by the FromSoft company. I mean, I mean, it's weird though in this category, right? That's not a in the way that these are role playing games. I would not classify. That's Elden the problem Ring. with these categories. Like categories, well, any category really. So that's rough. the problem with any category. Genres right. yeah, are yeah. bullshit. Um, best action adventure, a Plague Tale Requiem. I really like the first. Did you guys ever get into those? I like the first one. I didn't get into. The, I, I didn't play the second one, but I struggled with the second one. We did a resties on it, but I've gone back and played more of it, and it, it gets a lot better. It mm. gets a lot better. Yeah, um, I liked. I, I liked yeah. what I played. Uh, wow, this this now see this category. I can see why actually now that I said that they didn't put Elden Ring in this category. Action adventure is Plague Tale Requiem. God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. So these are like third person adventure e action games. I mean, yeah. I don't, again, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's arbitrary, right? Yeah, totally arbitrary. Uh, Crush, are you going to say Tunic? Because I bet you're going to say Tunic. I mean, probably of those, it's probably Tunic. Tun- I love yeah. Tunic. Tunic. I think Tunic's going to get probably blanked in the awards, which is oh, a real shame yeah. because I think it's fucking spectacular. Yeah. But I think it kind of shows its hand very late. And I yeah. think a lot of people just didn't have the patience to do that. This action is Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, uh, Sifu, and Shredder's Revenge. Here, this actually boils down nicely. I think the games that most of us love, I mean, I know Neon White was like very beloved by us on this podcast. I think those sort of games will get really crushed in these awards as winners. I don't think you're going to see a lot of like those sort of shocking winners. I think you're going to see more. I mean, I could be wrong. I'd like you're I'd right. like to be it, wrong, but it, it it feels like in years past indie is, you know, indie. I mean, big indie has like done well. And I don't think of this year as like a, a major like triple A year, and yet I'm looking at this and I think like even though it's just a few games, I think triple A is going to like crush everything. yeah it feels Elden like Ring, they God were seven major tri- i mean there were more than that but it feels like there were seven major triple a games this year and like dozens and dozens of pretty amazing indies and that this list is very triple a heavy yeah. Uh, yeah i gotta say though when you look at those best indie categories i mean it has been an embarrassment of riches best debut indie really? they got neon white norco stray tunic vampire survivors uh norco's boring the other ones are good i didn't <laughs> play stray did you guys play stray uh, I played Stray. Yeah, would was, I like Stray? Uh, you would like um, the first hour of Stray, and then it turns into a robot talking game. Sorry, Stray lovers, but I like the first hour, and then it stopped yeah, being about I, the cat. Just, I think you would like it because it is very kind of classic adventure game. The yeah. biggest w- weird choice is it has actions, like instant death action sequences oh, kind of spattered throughout. Yeah. But it, but the cat's cute. Honestly, it might be a good game to play with the kids. Best indie, Call of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray. T- did you guys play Sifu? It was cool. I actually uh, did. I played a little bit. But it's, neat. It's, it's I, neat. Neon White is one of my games of the year. So uh, Wait, best... you didn't mention... Wait, sorry. What is the full list of best That's indies? That's best indie, not best indie debut. Call of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, Tunic. So uh, Vampire Survivors is not there? No, it's not. I know. Vampire it, Survivors it, is like... It's wild. It's that a wild is choice. wild. Like, that's not Vampire there. Survivor is not being there or on Game of the Year. It feels like they want to make two categories because that should just be the same five games. For it does seem there is a like participation trophy aspect to this, where it right. seems like they were trying to include more games rather than necessarily yeah. the like games that should win. They in, under the games for impact. I'm not going to read all these, but they have. I was a teenage exo colonist. That should be in best role playing games for sure. It's much more a role playing game than than Elden Ring is. Best performance. Okay. Is, now I'm mad. Oh, no. Oh. You you can't tell me he's not on there. Now, oh, we have two nominees. We have two nominees from God of War Ragnarok. Oh, perfect. Say his name. Sonny Suljic mm. and Christopher Judge. Oh, that's Fuck 
Oh, that's weird. I mean, come on. They, they, they did an okay job, but they were not Richard Schiff. They spelled Schiff. Richard Schiff wrong. That's weird to I'm me. I'm furious right now. <laughs> I'm furious. <laughs> Give it to Ashley Birch, obviously. Yeah. Because cause you didn't have Richard Schiff. Ashley, I love you. I would have given it to Richard Schiff every day. All day. Nothing all against day. your performance. He's he's God's here literally. Yeah. <laughs> and they got Man Engaged from Immortality, which is actually uh, another fantastic. Oh fuck pick. yeah, that's really. It's good really, too. really, really, it, really, really good. I I agree, but if you're gonna do anybody from Immortality, why is Charlotta Molin the per, the person who played the one? Yeah, that's the one fair, was the best performance. That I disagree. Wild. She she was she was phenomenal, and I got excited every time she came up. But the 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 main role of that she's, game she's was doing impossible. ten different things. It's yeah wild. yeah it's impossible. Um, audio design, score, and music. Um, but I, these are not bad categories. It's just harder to to debate. Best was there? Mirror? Was there? Sorry to go back. Was there anything from the quarry in the best uh, performances? Best performance. I don't know. So. Uh, quarry is innovation and accessibility. It that's got it. one not huh, there. That's yeah. surprising. Uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. w- so we don't get like too weighed down here. Um, last few are um, narrative direction game of the year. Yes. Again, it's like they mixed up the the labels on these. Best narrative, narrative direction is basically like best story, right? That's more or less. Yeah, and it's Plague Tale, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Immortality, which is awfully weird when you know, like Citizen Sleepers, just like sitting there mm. and not 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 on this list. I I don't I don't understand it. I mean, those are uh, very narrative heavy games that you just listed. Yeah. yeah, yes, because that is how we measure success. I'm not saying they're good, but, but it's <laughs> not like they picked McPixel or something like that. Like, no, I, are... I, 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 I agree, but like, you, I could have picked the that these would be the like best story and best game awards at the beginning of this year, like just because you knew this, that they were gonna be spending. They were gonna have the biggest marketing budget, yeah, like, except don't... for Immortality, and and even that is like. Oh yeah, it's the indie game that is all story. So there's that there's always one of those. I think there is an element, and this might just be an issue with the voting process, of just like the most familiar and or popular games are always gonna be the games that people vote for, even if they're like the second or third on their list. And sure, those yeah. are the ones that are gonna get boiled but, up to make the final cut. Okay, here here's here's the wildest. Did we do game thing of the year? No, I was gonna No, I, I wanna I wanna do one on game direction really quick. Okay. Just because I, I it, it it kind of breaks my brain. So game direction is Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, Stray. And I want to like pull out Immortality. Yeah. I think a lot of people voted for this because it's easy to see how direction happened because it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Right. But if you think about this as game direction. It's two different disciplines entirely. T- yes. Yes. And as, and as game direction of making sure that people actually experience this story and like can parse it and do well, any of Well, not just the story, things. but the whole product, the combat. The, the, the entire product, everything. right. Yeah. I, that, this seems like the one spot where I wouldn't put it. I would almost be more likely to put it for game of the year than I would put it for game direction because I think its biggest problem is its game direction. Plus, you know, with Elden Ring, you had the the steady hand of George R. R. Martin on the tiller the <laughs> whole true. time. That's true. Yeah, who showed up on a Zoom call for 15 minutes and then got paid. <laughs> I feel like nobody has, like, the insight required for this category to be a thing, right? Like, 100%. when you're talking about movies, you can feel... Mm-hmm like the auteur a lot easier in, in most movies where like, it feels like one of their things. Like, I mean, immortality feels like a Sam Barlow ass Sam Barlow game for sure. But like, I don't know how God, I don't know how the direction on, you know, uh, horizon went. Like, I don't, I don't know. I I, I have no insight. I look at like, this is more how, how we're just like, can you feel the edits in it? Mm. Can you feel the decisions not to do things? Can you feel um, where things got cut? Can you feel... Oh, man, just by you saying that, Horizon Forbidden West deleted itself from the list. And heard you say that, and it's like, oh, no, 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 the fat, the fat? Oh, no, we got lots of that. I I think Elden Ring is, like, the clear winner here because you can feel a guiding hand. You don't know, like, who did it, right? But, like, you can feel decisions getting made where with God of War and Horizon and even Stray... I would say the opposite. You can feel that somebody's just like, yeah, okay, let's just keep, we'll pile things on and we think that'll lead to 
some version of the good thing that we had in our mind. But I would also add, like, to the point of us not really knowing Justin's point, like, yeah. So every game director, depending on the project, you know, the way different studios work, you really have no insight into the process of like, oh, maybe the combat team or the narrative team had way more control and the game director was just like thumbing up, thumbing down. It can really vary. So that's why I'm like, Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, at least with this, we can guess. I think audio design, having that go to a critic vote, let alone a public vote, which is what the Game Awards is doing now, chaos. Yeah. There is no I mean, audio way. design is something that I feel feel like I could actually, like, judge. You don't think so? I, no. Like, Why there's not? no... I, we can sense, like, hey, that sounds good, but, like, how audio design works and, like, a, a lot of great audio design is meant to not be noticed. Sure, right. be invisible. Yeah, that's so. True. Like, unless you are real, unless you were pulling out those Sennheiser, you know, like studio mode, listening really closely. I, I, I think most of us are like, yeah, that game was loud and it, it felt so cool. loud. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason why the Oscars break it up. They only have, right. my understanding is, the editors are voting on the nominees for editor. Right. S- like, sorry, I have to talk about this game of the year list. It's wild. Yes. Okay. It I, is. Okay, I want to say blanket statement. I'm not detracting from anything that is on this list, okay? I know that there are... You know, all good games. All good well, games, all with they, yeah, vociferous defenders. We got A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Absolutely, to me, baff- half of this list is baffling. Like, I le- legitimately don't understand how you come to these six games. Well, again, I, I would point to the possibility that the lists the nominees were generated based on games that most people played and so then you end up you really think that xenoblade chronicles 3 would fit that yeah mode from from the type of outlets and streamers that put this together i do really yeah i mean you know it has a huge fan base it does i mean it's not me i don't love xenoblade chronicles but like it does do very well so if you're on under that mentality, I think it probably but like. But okay, but if you're using that metric, right? Everybody was playing Vampire Survivor. Like, so well, I think that's the problem, right? I think people don't feel comfortable giving this award or nominating games that do not look like what they I believe agree. to be a game yeah. of the year. Fair, yes, yeah. And I, I think like that's the problem with again this award show it is. It's closer to the Golden Globes, you know, where it's just nominating popular things in the system that's in place for it just kind of encourages that. It's a it's a it's a bummer, but it is what it is. It is what it is. It's also worth saying that, like, if you want a more straight laced, like, you know, uh, GDC awards, like, right, all IGF, all that shit is which like. I'm much more representative. Much more representative, actually, but even, also super boring. I'm not going to watch that. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> and even that's not great, too, because that's voted on by people in the industry. So it, like, sometimes feels a little bit like a popularity contest. Mm. Like, each of these is going to come with its own problems, except sure. for our show, which I think... Perfect. Perfect. No notes. We're going to pick great games, and that's why you've been tricked into listening to an advertisement all, for all, uh, our end of the year special. All this stuff is dumb. Like, all awards are dumb, right? We, yes. we understand this. Like, it, it is it is bizarre that we have this. It, the Oscars are dumb. Grammys are dumb. It's all dumb. I just feel like, uh, for me, as a someone who likes gaming, I want to see Game of the Year honor things that have, like, pushed beyond like pushed things forward right that have like yeah taken where we were at and like taken a step forward and i feel like i've i i feel like horizon forbidden west was like came out and was almost immediately forgotten right like this isn't it is not just extremely familiar like territory i you know i didn't like we've talked about this i did not like uh it takes two i did i thought the narrative was a total fucking joke but at least it was something that was new. Like, it felt new. Uh, it, it did. I, the, like the, it, the problem with the It Takes Two is it's really hard to separate from the fact that Jeff and the creator of It Takes Two seem to be best buddies. Sure, it was uncomfortable. I'm not, my sweets, I'm not my loves, implying anything. My but yes, I'm not, again, not suggesting that there was tampering. We can't, we can't, but can't start yeah, talking about It Takes Two in, tw- in yeah, fucking yeah, November 2022. No, I'm just saying in the context though. of it one last year is all I'm saying. Yes, it, it's weird to see this and not, and again, I don't like Vampire Survivors that much personally. To not see it on this list is baffling. How did Plague Tale Requiem get in here? 
Yes. Yeah, How weird. did it get in there? Seriously. I mean, it can, maybe it came out right when the nominees have. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff it's you need ba- to factor that in. That one I cannot. Like, I, I could justify a lot of these before I could. Again, like, I'm not. And they're all good games. All good these games. are all good games. There's just, just I, there were so like, many good games out. I'm not saying even year. saying it's like better or worse, but it's like when I'm looking at a list of game of the year games, it's wild that that is is one of them. I haven't played it. I mean, it's great. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, we should we should wrap up. I, I'm I'm just gonna throw out a very quick reader mail thing because I think it's a good service that we can provide. Yeah. Um. Uh. From Tricerabeth asked, "What Sonic game is best to start on if you've never played one before?" And Shelby asked. If you didn't grow up playing Sonic and don't have nostalgia for the property, is it worth playing? Is there any Sonic worth playing if you don't have nostalgia for it? Sonic, um, Sonic Mania all day. Yeah, is the easy is the easy and only <laughs> answer. I, I have had a long journey of loving and then turning against Sonic, and now loving it all over again. I agree. Sonic Mania is a great, 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 great option if you want to try a three D Sonic game. I think Sonic Generations is probably your best yeah. bet. Maybe Colors. And if Sonic Generations want, I, is a great choice for a three D Sonic game because half of it is two D. So like you know, at least you're going to play half yeah. of a good game. And if you want, like, just good, like, Sega stuff, and maybe this is pure nostalgia, so you won't like it in that case, uh, Sonic and Sega uh, All-Stars Racing Transformed, or either of those racing games, are two of my favorite kart racing games ever. Like, hold their own against many of the Mario Kart games. Yeah, they are very good. That's a a great way to, like, get into this type of stuff. Straight up, don't play any of them. You're fine. You got limited minutes. (laughs) Play anything else. Um, Any honorable mentions really quick? Uh, I've been watching Reservation Dogs, which is on FX and is really fucking good. I've heard great Uh, stuff. It was produced by by Taika Waititi. Uh, Sterling Harjo is like, I believe, the lead creative behind it. But it's essentially a uh, story about uh, four indigenous teenagers in Oklahoma who uh, kind of get up to shenanigans on the reservation. Um the like tone of it is if you'd like like Atlanta maybe uh, and I don't know it just feels uh, it doesn't really prescribe to like the other uh, comedies slash dramas that I've seen um, it's incredibly well uh, acted and performed and but the production value is really good there's like magical realism going on it's all over the place but if you're looking for like a really creative uh, funny but also really moving um, show I'd highly recommend it. If you want funny and moving, I also recommend Bochi the Rock on Crunchyroll. If you've been looking for an anime about a high school girl who's a little introverted and doesn't know how to hang out in the world, but then discovers that she needs to be in a rock band, sounds good to me, man. You. It's it's so good. It's <laughs> so good. There's so much good stuff on Crunchyroll this season. Um, Marvel Snap. Yeah. Hey guys, everyone, this. we just had a tour. Everybody, every single Marvel person Snap. was playing Marvel Snap. I almost pushed you all to do another. <laughs> like, can we do another? Because the, the meta got they the, the ever evolving meta different. is the meta is different now, so everything's different. I used to. We will talk about it so much in the end of the year. I episode. used to roll with a zoo deck that would drop a bunch of cheapo one cost cards until uh, people started to use Killmonger, which destroys every one cost card on the board. And then <laughs> I unlocked Killmonger, and now I am the hater. And it's I am dr- <laughs> still just drunk on this power when I see people just like dropping fucking Rocket Raccoon, Ant Man, Squirrel Girls. Squirrel Girls yeah. was like, oh, that's real good. That's real good. That's real good me my friend me my friend michael b jordan he's gonna fuck you up <laughs> i wanted to very quickly mention and this surprised me very dad had to like my dad had to really push me into this one but it was andor um oh which, oh yeah i've heard it's very good it's honestly like really best i've i think that star wars tv has been better than star wars movie um uh, by and large uh or at least more compelling to me uh, special exception here to Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett, which like all books should remain closed. And <laughs> uh, but Andor is like a really interesting, like ground level Star Wars show, like very much about the power dynamics between like common people living in this world and like how it feels for them to be under oppression from the Empire, like what that actually means. 
Um, it's got smaller real, stories. You're saying smaller way story. smaller, yeah, way smaller, but also like a, more human, right? Yeah. Like more relatable. Um, and it's tough, right? Because I think every Star Wars show, because it's Star Wars, I feel like they kind of have to like market it like it's epic, right? Yeah. So like, so you there? I think that's what took me so long to get into it because it's like it's not marketed, which like it, what it is, which is sort of like a kind of cool episodic uh, not procedural but like much more so than um y- you know any other Star Wars product um and they have to market it like it's episode 9 or whatever just, like yeah. they had to say like yeah it's like a cool little thing that just happens to be in Star Wars it's made by the dude who made Michael Clayton and for real it feels like they just wrote a like a movie set in New York and then, like, Lucasfilm saw the script and was like, hey, what if we just put this in Star Wars? And like, yeah, I guess we could change, like, mob dude into droid. And like, is that enough? <laughs> and get, like, to, yeah, sure. To give yeah, you an example enough. of, like, what this thing is, in the very first episode, like, ten minutes in, he's being hassled by these two uh, guards who aren't don't even work for the... Uh, the empire. The, the empire. contractors, yeah. They're contract. They're, they're a, a company, like a corporation. And there's these two guys that are hassling him and they're trying to shake him down for money. And in the process of defending himself, he accidentally kills one. And that is like the inciting event for like, oh, fuck. Like, I am I am absolutely hosed. I have to do something. And you're watching the two sides of like the investigation into it, the apathy on the b- behalf of the corporation of the two people that were just killed. The one guy who's like kind of fixated on catching whoever did it. And Andor trying to like stay ahead of you know all this while still trying to do everything he's trying to do. It's really really it, compelling. And what's interesting is like the movies, the newer movies, like peaked a little tippy toe into this idea. You think of the, like that first scene with um, uh, Finn, where you know his stormtrooper buddy dies and he has blood on his helmet, and you're like, whoa, there's like humans behind this thing. And then turned it turned into like a superhero movie, basically like more or less, but to see that be the focus, the like small story focus, rather than there being like an all powerful, whatever, Boba Fett in unstoppable armor, Mandalorian in unstoppable armor, as much as I love that, like we just want to see variety. I think She-Hulk was a great example of like variety in the Marvel universe, where it's something that is completely different from anything else you've seen in this packaging and I was like completely smitten by it. So it's I great. will say I'm I've just fin- I just started watching yesterday. I watched a couple episodes and it's a pretty slow Evander? burn. Yeah. Uh yeah. is it does it pick up? Because I do it, it, I do like the tension that they are building, but they are building it a little bit slow for, for my taste. Much faster. Okay. And I, in my opinion, much better. That, the, I have heard as much. Some stuff, there's flashbacks that you are dealing with yeah. right now. That that stops after I think three episodes, okay. and then the show it's the juice. I I would warn people because I received this warning, and uh, that it, it is a it is it does not start super high octane. Um, and that's you know that's that's by design to accomplish some of this character forward stuff. Um, but I'm glad to hear that it picks up a bit i think that's it i wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on apple Podcasts. we have anna rod we are young and naive still that is all one name uh scorch Leet, and dewey ocelot thank you for writing reviews for the besties on apple Podcasts. we so appreciate it it's great uh what are we do oh recaps recaps oh god good luck what do we talk about plant Oh, we talked about Sonic Frontiers, and then we talked about McPixel, and then we talked McPixel about... McPixel 3, specifically. Yeah, McPixel. thank you. Uh, what else did we talk about? We talked about and- Andor, we talked about Somerville, we talked about... Pentiment. Uh, uh, Pentiment. Very briefly, we talked about Reservation Dogs, Bochy the Rock, uh, Marvel Snap, and all, all of the Game Awards nominees. We did it. Proud of us. I'm proud, too. Um, let me check the rundown. Uh, next, uh, it's hard to say next week what we'll yeah, be doing. Yeah, I'm a but... little confused because someone just changed it. Is it, are we not doing Pokemon next week? 
Hmm. Who changed it? Sounds like something Justin would do so he doesn't hmm. have to play poker. My actually keyboard is glitched, so I actually. <laughs> I'm really it. looking for. I'm this fucking Pokemon stoked game. for Pokemon. I gotta be real. We really are doing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Go fuck yourself, Justin. <laughs> Juice. I think there's some stuff, and you know that they made it I so won't. you don't actually have to do the fights. You make the Pokemon go in and do the fights won't for get you. Again. Yeah, they do. Like, they look <laughs> so right. cute this time <laughs> too. Okay, let's draw, wrap it up. Why don't you just draw a nice picture instead of being sad on the podcast, Justin? And you can bow, mail bow, that bow, in to bow, someone who cares. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week on the Besties. Next week, I'll talk about Pokemon, and maybe this will be the one, folks. I'm 42 years old, but this is going to be the Pokemon that finally brings me into the fold. Um, or maybe I'll just subject you to more pediment chat. It's hard to say. <laughs> uh, be sure to join us again for that and so much more on the next episode of The Besties. Because should the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Besties!